Hey guys, uh, I'm Dr. Jeff Newman. This is Maureen Gilman. Hi. And uh, we're here to go over the monthly focus for the uh, Becoming Human Challenge for Newman Chiropractic for January 2020. Now before we get started, I just want to let everyone know that we take this content right here, this video and the audio portion, and we put the video on our website, the Newman Experience website. We also put it on our YouTube channel, the Newman Experience channel, and then we repurpose the uh, audio for a podcast, our Newman Experience podcast. So um, if you like listening to this type of content more, if you like visually watching it, um, you can access it at those locations, okay? So the article of the month or the featured story I put together is, Could It Be That Simple? And um, there's a book that I was reading about walking and the new science behind walking. Um, and it's super interesting, and this article gets into it. Um, I've also put together a video that will come out later this month uh, about um, walking in general and why it's so beneficial. And I think that we're going to uh, touch on a couple things that we've noticed over the last couple of yeah. years with walking um, that you've really um, woken me up to in seeing this type of benefit in terms of walking. Yeah that um, it can have on our health. And I've been implementing that with a lot of patients and they've been seeing great benefit with it. But before we get into that, let's scroll through uh, right here and let's just touch on what uh, 2019 had in store for movement. So movement, we had actually two monthly focuses that we focused on movement. The first was in February 2019. The featured article there, or the featured story was the only way to move. And the little... Um, teaser that I put together is after years of practice, I've realized something interesting. The overactive athletes I treat are just as injured as the overly sedentary. Just like with most things in life, balance seems to be key. Why is it that everyone feels there is a right way or wrong way to exercise? That was a big one. That got um, a lot of traction over the course of the year. People continue to go back to it. So if you want to check that out, check it out. Mm -hmm. And then the next month we did was July, July, 2019 was movement as well. So we hit movement twice in the year 2019. And the featured story for that month was the foundational muscle. And the teaser there is there is one muscle that deconditions over our lifetime in our current environment. Then when weak, we are prone to neck and shoulder pain and even low back pain. Repeat injury and arthritis ensues. What is it and what can we do to help? And it's the diaphragm. It goes into the diaphragm, the muscle of the diaphragm and how important that is. I have, uh, again, a video um, to help educate patients on what's in this article, but um, if you want to check it out, it's all in the archive section and on our Newman Experience um, website, okay? So let's get into what we were going to talk about today. Now, when we were in the car, we were talking about, like we usually do, what should we talk about, right? Yes. Um, and what did we really kind of land on, do you think? I think it comes back to, like... <clears throat> Activities of daily living versus high intensity exercise, exercise, and, and where walking, just walking, sort of falls into that. Yeah. So yes. yeah, most definitely. So really, I think a year and a half ago, two years ago, I made a huge shift in my activity levels. Mm -hmm. Huge, huge, huge. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about our history with our activity um, and exercise, and then what this shift was. This shift was huge for me. Um, and it completely changed my relationship with my family, um, my friends, and my office, and personally, me, my own health. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so, what's your backstory and history with exercise? Because you're a slender build, right? And yes. you're a slender build, and you've always been slender, right? Yeah. When you feel unhealthy, 
how do, what is the sign or signal that you know that you need to make a change? Like a lot of people, we feel like we're uh, falling off the wagon, right? Yeah. And we're treating our uh, treating ourselves poorly, whether it be not sleeping as much or being too stressed out. What are the signals or signs for you that make you feel like you have to refocus on your movement? Um, I think any time that I'm overly sedentary. Mm-hmm. And what is that for you? What what is that the sign is for that? Laying on the couch, yeah. reading a book instead of like, or just sort of just being lazy. Like that's not in my nature. Okay, so what is lazy to you? Lazy to me is laying on the couch for how long? Um, like in intervals over a few days. Essentially, what we did during Christmas break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We and were it really was lazy. great, and I enjoyed it, and it was wonderful to read some books but once i get into that mode it's hard for me to get out of it so so i'm more of a go 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 and keep going yep so that i don't fall into those sort of lazier habits so that's key so i want to keep going on what you consider lazy right because what we're going to get into in a little bit is the 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 thing that finally happened the switch that finally went off in my brain as to um, movement and being able to be consistent. So you are a slender built person, mm -hmm. always have been. Your lazy is what? Like how long will you lay on the couch? How long will you be on the couch really? Uh, I don't know, an hour? An hour, an hour or so? Okay. Yeah, and then so I usually get up and do something. So that seems like a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right, so that's key, right? Because to me, I can lay on the couch for a couple hours Yeah. and I feel comfortable there. And I don't really feel, I mean, I kind of feel lazy, but I don't really care, yeah. right? Like that is a habit that I'm okay doing. But for you, you kind of get a little antsy if you are sitting down for an hour at a time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Which is key, right? Because about a year and a half ago, when we started comparing steps or movement, mm -hmm. we found that you far surpassed me in steps every yeah. single day, no matter what. I wouldn't say far surpassed, but you were like two to three thousand steps over me most days. Depends, yeah. And I was at work, and you were driving to Endicott, right? Yeah, I spend a, I do spend a lot of time in the car, so yeah, that's hard. But if I'm not in the car, then I feel like I'm usually doing something. I'm in the kitchen. I'm doing laundry. I'm outside with the boys. Like yep. I'm just in a constant um, cycle of movement i'm not going any great distances <laughs> yep but you feel like you're constantly going yeah okay and when i'm not doing that yeah that to me is a signal like oh, i probably haven't been eating well i probably haven't been sleeping well okay. and now on top of all of that now my a lifestyle that i prefer to live is impacted gotcha the way that i like to live key key that's yeah. that's huge that's what i wanted to get across first okay because uh -huh. then so more you've never really struggled with like falling way off the wagon like most people would, right? Would you say no, so? No, not really. You, in terms of weight or movement, you can stay relatively for good. the most, yeah, for the most part. How often would you say that you? I feel like I'm interrogating you. That's do you okay, feel that's that? Fine. No, it's fine. How often do you feel like you have hit points in your life that you are you weigh more than you'd like to? Um, how many times in my life? Yeah. Do you yo-yo with weight? No, not in the same sense that 
Okay, so probably most people do. What I'm gonna, but. what I'm trying to get to is that my, I'm gonna talk like my relationship with exercise and movement. I have struggled with big fluctuations in weight. Yeah, I don't have big fluctuations. Yeah, so that's that's the key, right? So I've struggled with big fluctuations of weight, and I've struggled with like probably like 30, 40 pounds. I'll go off and on. Now, yeah. in terms of your mentality, we talked about your mentality with laziness. What is your mentality with exercise? Oh, I hate to exercise. And you don't exercise I much, don't. right? No. But you're constantly moving. Yes. So you don't go to the gym. No. There was a few periods of time in my life where I went to the gym, but it was never consistently, and I hated every moment of it. And it was more, like I was saying to you earlier, so, well, if I go to the gym, then I can justify eating this piece of cake. Yeah. Or it was sort yeah. of a, a bartering act mm -hmm. um, rather than doing it for any real health benefits. And so you, I stopped going. And you stopped going. Stop and going. in terms of health consequences, what have you noticed? I'm healthier now than you I've ever healthier. been. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So this is the key point, right? And so we compare, I wanted to compare your experience with one exercise. When you were a child, what was your exercise routine? Like in terms of sports and stuff, were you an athletic person? Did you do I did. A, I played a lot of sports. What sports? I played soccer. I played basketball. I played softball. And then when I got to middle and high school, I just played Did you softball. Ever, when was the first time you ever went to the gym? Twenties. Um, yeah, I was you probably didn't go in college. When you were in, okay. No, right. I didn't go when I was in high school. Okay, so my experience was when I I played football, I played basketball, basketball. I played <laughs> I played football, I played basketball, and I played baseball, and I played football in college. So my relationship with exercise at a young age was run fast. Don't run long, run fast, have a yeah. purpose, and try hard, hard, hard. Leave it on the court. I remember in practice, like, all we need is an hour. Just burn all your energy during that hour. Focus, play hard for an hour, and then that's it. So my relationship with exercise had always been an hour's worth at the gym, getting bigger, getting stronger, mm -hmm. all that type of stuff. So I started lifting weights in around 16. And I stopped lifting weights a year and a half ago. I would need to go to the gym every single day for an hour, an hour and a half. That was my thing. I'd have to go. I would go before work. And even during those times of me going to the gym, right, I would still fluctuate with that weight yeah. depending on periods of time in my life. Um, so I tried, I mean, I, I go to the gym. I did uh, bodybuilding exercises. I did uh, high intensity interval training. I did the CrossFit, I did yoga, I did the personal training, I've done everything, and I still have always struggled with those weight fluctuations. Mm -hmm. And a year and a half ago, um, I decided to, really one of the books that I read really kickstarted this mentality, or me looking into this a little more to find this out, but the Blue Zones book um, yeah. had a lot, it was a it's about these areas around the world where there are people that are in their 60s, I mean, not 60s, in their hundreds and healthy. Yeah. And they're extremely healthy and they never went to the gym. And you think, even way, way back in the day, no one pumped iron, no one lifted weights. I mean, really, Arnold Schwarzenegger was the first person to really bring weightlifting to the masses. And now everyone yeah. feels like we got to get to the gym in order to get healthier. So I started with our Apple Watches. I think we, I got you an Apple Watch, right? Yeah. We checked your steps. The average American walks about 4,000 steps. They say in order to maintain health, we want to do 10,000 steps. So that's a 6,000 step difference right there, okay? 
And then these healthy people in their hundreds walk between 15 to 20,000 steps a day. Yeah. That's a significant change in terms of steps throughout the day. So then I ask Maureen and we challenge each other. I'm like, I go to the gym every single day. I feel like a champ. I feel like I'm going to blow her out of the water. And what? You roasted me every single day, <laughs> every single day because of your steps. Yeah, you would always walk more steps, always walk more steps. I would go to the gym for an hour. I would wake up at five. I would go to the gym in an hour for the hour. I would work out. I would lift weights. I would sweat my butt off. And I would still, over the course of that day of going to the gym and working all day, I would only walk about eight to 9,000 steps. Yeah. And if you didn't like pay attention to the, like what I'm trying to get at is that the fact that I went to the gym that day had no bearing on the amount of total movement I had over the course of the day. And I think, and we've noticed, right, your total movement over the course of the day, yeah. I feel is, it's the better choice, right? It's the... Yeah, I think it's the, it's the consistency piece. The con it's not, I'm doing one thing for a short period of time, now I'm going to go lay on the couch because yep. that really... You know, I exerted a lot of energy. It's like that just kind of slow and steady yep. movement. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not breaking a sweat. I'm not going any long distances, but I'm... But that I'm, walking allows you to be consistent, right? It's more yeah. favor... It, walking is more favorable in terms of consistency. Yeah. And I see this with all the patients that I have. After we, I went over this and I, I figured this out, I started walking to work. So I stopped going mm -hmm. to the gym and I'd walk the mile to work. And all of a sudden, over the course of what three months, I lost about forty pounds. Yeah. yeah. And I was the—I may not have looked as physically fit that I had previous. So previous iterations of Doctor Jeff Newman, <laughs> I was muscular. I felt like I looked good. I didn't look that way, but I felt healthier when I than when I did when I looked good. I felt healthier when I was walking yeah. to work every day. So those two miles per day significantly changed my movement throughout the day. I started hitting about twelve to 15,000 steps, no problem, just by walking to work. Yeah. And my, I was the healthiest I feel like I'd ever been. Um, I started asking a lot of patients, the like some more slender ones that are older, that mm -hmm. are some of my healthier patients, and they all tell me the same, like right around that. How, how many steps do you feel like you take on a regular basis? On, on a regular basis, I usually get 10,000. Yeah. My downfall is... Wintertime stuff. No, it's more like commuting and running, you know, being in the car all the time. But those are the days where I don't get as many yeah. steps in. No, um, I mean, that's very, very common still. But even within those days, I'm usually around eight or 9,000, even if I've spent five hours in the car. Yeah. So you're just moving. I'm little, just moving. Little things like going to get the mail. Yeah. I would choose to not get the mail down our longer driveway because I can get it tomorrow when I drive past and it's on the left side of yeah. the car and I can reach out and get it. You would walk down and get it. It depends what's in the mail. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you, yeah. So but the, I do, yeah. The key is yeah. you walk more than you rest. And that's one of the big keys in this featured story that um, I put together is the science of walking, how Walking allows you to be more consistent, right? With walking, you're not afraid of injury mm -hmm. and stuff like that. You're able to be more consistent with it. 
when you aren't walking, say you go to the gym and you're not going as frequently, you feel like garbage. You feel bad about it. You feel like you failed at it, right? Yeah. People can see you at the gym and you feel like you may not want to go or you may feel like you're failing to these other people you're trying to get, um, you're going to the gym with. So walking more, I feel, is is the key. Definitely. And I was just listening to um, a podcast on, must have been one of Chatterjee's podcasts, and it was, they were talking about the benefits of walking and comparing it to sort of like high-intensity exercise. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you listen to it too. Yep. But that if you walk periodically throughout the day, it actually reduces your stress levels. Mm-hmm. So if you walk, if you work for an hour and then you know take a 10-minute walk, yep. it reduces the cortisol levels. Yep. So if you're doing that periodically throughout the day, by the time you get home and get ready to go to bed, you're in a pretty low stress oh most definitely but if you work all day and then you go to the gym yes and you're doing this high intensity workout your cortisol spiking stress levels become higher and all of that stress that you didn't sort of release throughout the day now it's all built up in there with that yep Um, and the high intensity exercise as great as it can be to a degree it does um can kind of mess with your mind a little bit like we were like Maureen was just saying there is that the act of like sweat inducing exercise causes the release of cortisol right and cortisol is a stress hormone and if you think back to the way humans function is that if you are sweating you're running away from something or you are running towards something um, of significant importance right so mm-hmm. you you really are moving for your life so you kind of uh, sacrifice the present, uh, right? You sacrifice the present to save the, it's like you burn all of your stuff then and yeah. you cause a stress response there to handle that that thing that's happening so that you can survive later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also if you think too about the way that the brain functions is that it was, and it ties in with food, if we were running after something, we had to catch something or at some point, if we were running, we had to eventually have a conclusion to that running, mm-hmm. right? I mean, very mm-hmm. rarely purpose. purpose for the running, right? So, I mean, the mode of transportation for humans in this this book was great in getting to it is that we're just we're designed to walk, we're designed to move, we're very mobile in terms of walking. We can walk with our family, no matter the age, most likely, right? And we can walk with our community. We're very capable of talking and communicating while walking, which is huge. We can't really do that while running. So running was a means to have a purpose. We had a purpose. We had to run to get it, right? So if you are hunting down something and you end up catching it, then the act of burning all of that energy and that running and all the hormones that are released lets you know that you can finally relax and become sedentary, right? Because if you caught the big game or whatever, you had a chance to kind of finally stop and then be satiated or satisfied off of whatever you caught. Yeah. Right? So by going to the gym in the morning, you talked about this before, by going to the gym in the morning, you gave yourself a free pass Oh yeah. to treat yourself like garbage later in the day because you gave yourself a pat on the back and you were so proud of yourself because you're doing what you thought you were supposed to do. Did my good deed for me. Exactly. Yeah. And someone like me, I like going to the gym in the morning. Man, if I did my good deed in the morning, then that means that I had so much freedom later in the day, right? Yeah. Because if it even came to me going in and getting gas and seeing a bag of Doritos, 
I remember sweating real hard at the gym <laughs> early in the morning. And to I get those Doritos. Yeah, and I, I, those I, Doritos. I earned those Doritos. And it was it was that those mentalities and those um, relationships with movement are yeah. I, I think are the ones that you'd like to kind of shy away from. And just walking it seems so simple, but you don't need to feel bad about it. You don't need to feel like you're not doing enough. Trust me, when you see enough people that actually walk a lot of steps on a consistent basis over the course of their lives, I'm telling you, they're all slender and healthy. It's crazy. And this is why I wanted to do this uh, content today was because it is it blows my mind how many of my patients are the, I mean, it's not genetics. It's the slender build. Yeah. Um, it's not they genetics. move more because you're, I mean, we should have started out with that, but What's your what are your what's your family's um, like builds or health and stuff like that? Oh, it's always been sort of a fluctuation of weight. Yeah, so you are really my parents. It's not genetic. It's not. It re, it, it isn't. <laughs> I mean, anything that we've read in the last year and a half, mm -hmm. genetics is such a small part of our overall health. You might have a propensity for a certain, um, you know disease or whatever but there's so much that you can do yeah and i gotta make a separate video about this because what people are missing with the whole genetic train that took off is that you have a higher likelihood of i, I mean you 100 percent pass your genetics on to someone else but you have a higher likelihood of your habits being given to your children yeah impacting their lives than your genetics and like we've seen that big time like the habits that my parents had their relationships with Food, movement, relaxation, sleep, all of those, the relationships with them are what's passed on to me and has right. allowed me to have these relationships with them. It is not the genetic code and there's nothing that we can do to change it. It is the habits that we have yeah. and the relationships that we have with these particular pillars of health that we pass on to our kids. And those are changeable big time. But I think it's probably easy to blame it on genetics Super because... Easy. If you already have, like I said, that small percentage likelihood of developing X, Y, or Z, yeah. but you're living the same lifestyle and, you know, engaging in the same habits, then yeah. of course that is going to manifest into something. Oh, yeah. But it's not because of the genetics. It's more likely because of the habits that you've... Most definitely. It's always the habits. Always, always. Yeah. We saw that big time. Or we see that big time over the holidays. Yeah, yeah. Not, um, I'm not talking just about you. I just mean in general. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, most definitely. All right, anything else you got on this one? No, I would, you know, I think you were so good when we first, when you first started, um, you know, reading more about all of the pillars, but specifically movement and just how simple it is. Super. Super simple. And even though I'm somebody who, for the most part, consistently moves throughout the day there's even small changes that i've made mm -hmm. you know like making sure i park a little bit further away from yep. the grocery store or like walking to the mailbox instead of driving by and picking it up when i go through yeah um there's just i think little things and those are the those like baby steps are we can start to form new habits yeah and a big one too that i wish i put in there when i went on my rant about how beneficial it is is how like we can do this with the kids yeah I used to feel horrible when I go to the gym because I'm divorced right and my kids are with their mother half the time mm -hmm. um, and 
whenever I have my kids, I feel like I should be spending 100% of time with them. So I'd have them some days, and my thing was always going to the gym every single day. So if I had them that day, I felt horrible if I had to put them in the, um, like the daycare at the gym yeah. or not spend that hour with them. Um, so walking, I can do with them. And I get my movement and I don't feel as guilty about not spending time with other people in my life because I can do, do that with them. Yeah. And it's easier. It's super simple. And I'm telling you, the, the simpler you make it, the, the easier it all becomes. And you've got your dad walking. I know. My dad's walking so, now, which there is you huge, go. huge, That's, huge. And you guys had a great conversation. We and did. experience together. Yeah. Walking to work the other day. You got to so. keep it up. You yeah. got to keep it up. All right, let's tie this one up. Thanks for hanging with us. You can find the video format of this on the Newman Experience YouTube channel, right? And the audio version on our Newman Experience podcast. I hope you like it. Um, make sure to subscribe and get the notifications so you'll know when this one comes out uh, next month. Uh, we'll be focusing on a pillar that we just recently um, did a couple months ago. So we'll kind of re um, we'll dive back into that. And um, I've got a book that I'm excited to finally read that uh, I think that we'll have some good stuff to nice. talk about then. All right? All right. All right, cool. We'll, we'll see you later. Bye.